You are listening to a Hippily Horror Stories Patreon bonus preview. If you like what you're hearing, stick around to the end to find out how you can get more. Hey guys, welcome to episode 762 of Hippily Shorts. I'm Jerry. And I'm Tracy. Tracy, you're not going to believe this story today. I found another news story. Okay. And I, I can't find the date on this, but it wasn't that long ago. And it's an actual story for real because there's a news story uh, with audio from saying it was from Phoenix from a local news station. So mm-hmm. the headline reads, now are you ready for this? FBI finds horrific Frankenstein-like experiments at body donation facility in Arizona. Oh, whoa, that's scary. FBI agents stumbled upon a house of horrors after raiding a body donation company in Arizona, discovering a warehouse containing a refrigerator filled with penises, buckets of limbs, pools of blood, and a human head sewn onto another body in a Frankenstein manner. Biological Resource Center in Phoenix, a for-profit business that assists people with donating their bodies to science, was raided by the FBI in January 2014, so it was a while ago, as part of a nationwide criminal investigation. New court documents of the civil lawsuit against the BRC have now revealed even more grueling details of the investigation. The Arizona Republic and the ABC 15 Arizona Report that the former owner of the BRC, Stephen Gore, how perfect, pleaded guilty to one count of illegal control of an enterprise in 2015 and received a sentence of four years probation. However, he now faces a civil lawsuit set to take trial October 21st of 2019. At least 33 plaintiffs are suing the body-broking business alleging that the remains of their family members were obtained through false statements and their bodies were not stored, treated, or disposed of appropriately. Former FBI agent Mark Quinar stated that he saw various unsettling scenes at the BRC in Phoenix, including numerous dead bodies that appeared to have been played with as a morbid joke. One of the most shocking scenes he witnessed was a small woman's head sewn onto a large male body like Frankenstein that was hung up on the wall. God. The court documents cited by the Arizona Republic also contained a price list for various body parts. A whole body with no shoulders or head, $2,900. Torso with head, $2,400. Whole spine, 950. Whole leg, 1100. Whole foot, 450. A knee, 375. And a pelvis, $400. According to the Reuters investigation from 2017, the Arizona based BRC received donations from over 5,000 people and distributed more than 20,000 body parts to a number of unknown research facilities or medical training programs. After raiding the warehouse in 2014, agents discovered 10 tons of frozen human remains, including 281 heads, 241 shoulders, 337 legs, and 97 spines. I couldn't even sleep at night after seeing that, Matthew Parker, a former agent who raided the warehouse and retired after suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder after the case. It looked like a junkyard chop shop where they were just ripping things apart. Emily Glenn, who interned at the lab in 2013, also spoke to Reuters about her experience at the BRC. Over the the course of the internship, she said that she dismembered 
numerous bodies without a formal training or instruction. She even claims that to have decapitated an elderly woman with what looked like and sounded like a chainsaw from Home Depot. A body broken industry remains remarkably unregulated in the U.S., especially in Arizona, until a new law was passed in 2017. Body donation companies in Arizona didn't even require a state license to practice their business. Oh, my God. How about that for a story? I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about these things. So basically, people were donating their bodies to this place, and then they were turning around and selling. <laughs> Who in the right the mind would want to buy that? Well, I mean, they're, they're selling them to probably uh, uh, colleges and something places like that, research labs. They're probably, you know, that's it's not like somebody's like, you know what, I'd like to hang a leg on the wall. I'm trying to really do my a Christmas story motif lamp, and I want it to be as real as <sighs> possible. You know, it's not like that, but it's... It's just disturbing. But it's just there's places that are, you know, they need human knees to maybe do some kind of uh, cartilage research or something like that. So they get them from these places. I mean, I can can understand that, but I can't understand taking somebody else's head and sticking it on somebody else's body. No, that's just somebody there that's just, like you said, disrespectful and trying to play and, and think it's funny. Hey, look at this. Wow. So. No, I don't know. Well, pretty well, sick. How about that for a story to end the week on? <sighs> I don't even know what to say about that either. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 763 of Hillbilly Shorts. Good evening. I'm pretty sure that's 763. Let me check again. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's missed... funny how our brain just forgets things like in what, yep. 2.2 seconds? I've checked that literally three times in the past 30 seconds and still didn't know. <laughs> well, Tracy, this story is actually a pretty famous story. Mm-hmm. And I, for some reason, I thought we did it, but I don't really, after rethinking it, I don't think we did. But as we could just tell from the fact that I couldn't remember what episode, even though I checked it three times. Oh, well, well, you know what? It's just, it's that time of year. But if we did, you know what? It's still a good story. There you go. Have you ever heard of the devil's footprints? Yes. Okay. I bet we're not talking about the same thing, though. Probably not, because you know me. What do you think it is? I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. I don't know. Well, that really doesn't give me a lot to go on. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Continue on. <laughs> well, among I'm just going to say no. I don't know what you're talking about. Among the world's greatest mysteries is the case of the devil's footprints. Unfortunately, the documentation is not entirely satisfactory, but no one disputes that something out of the ordinary took place just after a snowfall the night of February 7th and 8th, 1855, in Devonshire, England. So this is according to the London Times. Well, at that time, it was called the Times of London. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that sounds a little better. All right. Here is the story in a nutshell. This goes back to Devonshire, England, February 7th and 8th of 1855. So there was this huge snowfall, right? Mm Mm-hmm. In the morning, when people go out, they noticed that there were these footprints 
we'll say horseshoe shaped footprints. Okay. And they zigzagged around, but they covered a hundred miles. Like they were ice skating? Well, they don't no. Zigzag. You know, when we ask him, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Could y'all imagine that in your mind that I just did that? Well, these things were exactly eight and a half inches apart, over a hundred miles. And it appeared that it went up to like people's doors and stuff like that. So it said later theorists would, would offer all kinds of candidates for a printmaker, mouse, rat, swan, rabbit, deer, badger, otter, toad, donkey, kangaroo. It's quite a variety. Yeah. Well, that's that's quite a lot. But if the accounts never investigated by an independent authority of what the tracks look like and where they uh, went are accurate, none of these candidates work because they said it was like of a horseshoe shape. Right. The only other known instance of such tracks was reported by Captain Sir James Clark Ross, who was commander of two ships which were exploring the uh, southern polar regions, which landed at... Kerguelen Island in May 1840. The captain wrote in the Voyage of Discovery and Research in the Southern and Antarctic regions, of land animals we saw none, and the only traces we could discover were there being any of the island were the singular footsteps of a pony or ass found by the party detached for surveillance purposes under the command of Lieutenant Byrd and described by Dr. Robertson as being three inches in length and two and a half inches wide, having a small and deeper depression on each side and shaped like a horseshoe. So this... So it was deeper on the outside of the thing. Maybe it was a bow-legged something. (laughs) It is by no no means improbable that the animal has been cast on shore from some wrecked vessel. They traced its footsteps for some distance in the recently fallen snow in hopes of getting a sight of it, but the loss of tracks... Uh, reaching a large space of rocky ground, which was free from snow. Now, the thing about it is, you've got all these footprints up to a hundred miles. Think about how far that is. That's like a really long. So way. you walk outside, snow, and there's nothing but this horse-shaped footprints and going up to doors and going back, and but nobody has a clue what this animal was for up to a hundred miles because it wouldn't exact. It was horseshoe shaped. But it wasn't exactly the same of like a horseshoe that, so you could say, oh, it was a horse that just like oh, on a horse, yeah. correct? Yeah. So hmm. very weird. But it's a it's a mystery that nobody has ever really been able yeah, to figure so out. They've never figured it out. No. Well, that's pretty wild. So anyway, I just thought that was kind of a. Crazy I still say he's bow legged. Well, it's very possible. Because I mean, you know, if your indentions on the outside of that are deeper, then that means you're bow legged. But aren't you just the uh, the theorist and the scientist yeah. here? Max's husband's bow legged. <laughs> Looks like he's been on a, you know off a horse or on a horse for ten years, and then he just got off of it. Yeah, that is funny how just riding a horse all the time could make your know, body adapt right? like that. I know, and especially let me tell you, if you're short, I don't know how these jockeys do it. I mean, just because most jockeys are short. But jockeys don't sit on the horse most of the time. I said time. jockeys. Yeah. You jo- said junkies. Uh, no, I didn't. Um, well, I'll, 
I'm pretty sure it's a jockey. <laughs> Anyways, jockeys don't sit on the horse per se. Well, though. They don't ride it like that. They well, actually put their feet in the stirrup and stand up. I guess that's probably true. But I, I'm just telling you, from my experience on a camel. <laughs> well, I never thought I would hear those words come out of your mouth or anybody's mouth. My experience on a camel. Well, you remember. I do remember. I could like not even hardly get my legs over because I'm short legged. It hurt. <laughs> like spreaded your joints apart. <laughs> it hurted. Now you're talking about junkies. It hurted. But no, I, I seriously, I think you have to be like a long legged person to ride a horse. You just have to be. I just, I don't, I'm just amazed how you're, you get adapt. I guess you do get adapted to it, but I'm well, just saying for short, with short legged girls, you just, it's just too hard. Well, back in the day when most people rode horses, most people weren't long legged because the average <laughs> height of a man was like five, five back then. Well, I guess that's true. Maybe it's just my problem. I need to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening to us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> hey guys, if you like what you just heard. We do six of those small bonus episodes every single week. We also do two full-length bonus episodes every month. We do a listener stories episode and then a story that's just like the ones you would typically hear on the regular feed. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com and look up Hillbilly Horror Stories or go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com and there's a direct link right there. Thank you guys so much for what you do for us.